Hey weirdos, I'm Hannah Sainty and welcome to the Your Weird Podcast, the place that talks to creatives, artists and people living their best lives about how they do what they do, why they do what they do and how being a bit weird is a superpower. If robots are taking all our jobs, we better figure out how to harness the one thing that they can't do, be creative. Enjoy the show. Hi, weirdos. Welcome to the third episode of the Your Weird Podcast. Really excited to have you here today. Um, today's episode, I really want to talk about process in the sense of more of like a spiritual sense, I guess you could say, mainly because I think that we should be starting the year off with less of like a resolution mindset and more of a revolution mindset. And that is to just be awesome. Yeah. Who does not want to be awesome? I know that sounds kind of vague, but what I mean to say is like, I just mean like, you know, we need to focus on having more fun and less stress and be more creative and more patient. That is a key word. So I know that the grind and hustle mentality has been the mantra for a lot of people for a really long time. And yeah, it is necessary to have a bit of grind and hustle about you so that you don't end up sitting on your ass waiting for someone to tell you that now's your time to shine. But the other edge to the blade of complete grind and hustle is just burnout, exhaustion, lost money, lost opportunities, lost friends, and more often than not, lost sanity. So I've been in Perth for about two months now and I've been hustling really hard every step of the way. I've been hustling on this podcast. Um, Obviously, it's just it's been it's been a project that I've had on my mind for a really long time and it's had different versions. If you want to hear more about that, go and listen to the Ground Zero episode. But I've been hustling hard on this podcast and making it happen and make sure making sure that I can actually go through with it every step of the way. I don't want to start something and then have to end it halfway through, which is kind of put a bit of a, a slowdown method onto this podcast coming into life. But I'm really happy that I've been able to bring it to you this month and we are now kicked off and we're ready to go. But needless to say, I've been hustling on that. I've been hustling on comedy and writing and gigging and trying to get better in my craft in that sense, as well as doing some cartooning and some other work. And then just also trying to find some sense of time to just chill out and enjoy the sun. And that is what is the tough part. I mean, it's really funny because I wrote a couple of things yesterday about, you know, needing to make sure that you take time to rest because as creative people, we don't really take time to rest because we're so focused on hustling and getting to the end point. I mean, it's not just creative people. It's it's all people in the world, really. You know, if you want something, you kind of go for it. But on the other side of that coin is you just end up with complete burnout. And I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice a little bit right now, but all of this hustle is just kind of, been quite exhausting it's loads of fun but it has been a lot and as I was writing all of this stuff down yesterday I then realized at the end of the night that I worked 13 hours straight on my laptop and I thought wow I really don't take my own medicine so hustling has its merits but like anything that you have too much of like if you have too much chocolate and salty foods and you know all those sorts of things if you don't if you have all of those things with no moderation that equals you getting gout you get work gout You know, you become unwell, you become inflamed, you you become like uncomfortable in your body and in your mind. So what do we need to do? We need to balance it out with patience. Now, I definitely don't have patience. Like I'm the first one to say that I am very aware that as soon as I go, that as soon as I figure out, oh, I'm not very good at this, I either want to stop doing it or I put myself way in the deep end and I'm like, you got to go harder and harder and harder. I think that comedy is like a really great example of this actually. So, you know, things are going pretty well in comedy. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really happy with everything I'm doing and everywhere that I'm going. And, you know, the progression of 
the the brain sequencing to go from idea generation to writing to editing to performing is getting quicker. But I'm still frustrated that it's not going faster. So that's why I have to practice patience myself. So I know that it is really important for me to be aware of where I am in my career, where I've come from and where I'm going to actually, you know, sit in the experience and say that it's okay to be where I am and to be pushing forward, but to also kind of rest and recoup to try and get better. Because it's the same thing as when you go to the gym, if you work out every single day, you exhaust the muscles and you tear them. So that work can actually happen when you take rest, when you take breaks. And if you don't take breaks, you push and you push and you push and all of that pushing just turns into like, for me, it turns into shit jokes on a stage. For a chef, it might turn into a burnt cauliflower steak or for a painter, it might end up being a brown smear on the canvas that was supposed to be green, but you know, the red paint hadn't dried yet. So what I'm saying is have some patience. It doesn't mean to be lazy and take weeks off or wait for ideas and opportunities to come to you, but it's actually just pausing with each sort of progression of what you're doing and just being grateful and accepting where you are and that small progression or if it wasn't a progression you can kind of sit back and almost dismantle why you didn't progress and then move forward. I know this might sound a little bit like you know woohoo and a bit heebie-jeebie but I just think it's really important that as you're progressing in your arts and your craft or any career in fact you actually just need to be able to pause and reflect on where you are and where you've come from so you can kind of just give yourself your own gold star. You know what I mean? Like if you get too far forward, you get too ahead of yourself saying, I should be here, I should be there, I should be here. You're not really giving yourself the positive reinforcement to keep going. So any good manager in a workplace will make sure that they, you know, give good feedback to their employees in whatever love language they have. Maybe not physical touch, that's a bit weird. But, you know, it's just like positive reinforcement. So if you're, you know, working on your craft by yourself or you're working in a small team and you're at the head of it or you're just, you know, wanting to get better at something in some sort of craft, you need to be your own positive reinforcement. And that comes from having a bit of patience, having a bit of focus and actually looking at where you are, where you've come, where you're going. And if it hasn't worked, you look at why. So how do you do that? You can do it in whichever way makes you feel good, man. Like you can just go for a nice big walk in the sun. I love to go for a swim in the ocean and grab a coffee. You can go have a coffee with a friend. You can sit back and have a little binge watch on Netflix. You could try watching Wednesday. You know the Adams Family TV show that came out? I started watching it. It's okay. I don't know. I'm here and there and in between. But it's entertaining. So, you know, that's enough. So when you have some patience, then the next phase can come through. And this is the focus of today's episode. I want to talk about genius. What actually is a genius? Is it Pythagoras? Is it Andy Warhol? Is it Lady Gaga? Is it Damon from the pub who can drink a pint from his shoe without taking a breath? If there's anyone international listening and you're wondering what I'm talking about, in Australia that's called a shoey. And yes, it's disgusting. You're drinking beer of a dirty shoe. But that's Australian culture. (laughs) But they're all right answers. Pythagoras, Andy Warhol, Lady Gaga... Demo, they're all people who have excelled at one field with enough passion and conviction, with enough obsession and dedication, with enough paint and pale ale to become amazing at something. But that's only the modern definition of a genius. If we look at the Oxford Dictionary's explanations, they say that it's exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. They say that it's an exceptionally intelligent person or one with exceptional skill in a particular area of activity or it's a person regarded as exerting a powerful influence over another for good or evil. So in some mythologies, it says, 
This is a spirit associated with a particular person, place or institution. It's this third iteration of the definition that I want to talk about today. So genius or daemon to the ancient Romans and Greeks was a spirit sort of thing that was like half human, half God, like this hybrid. And it used to follow you around as a protector. It was like in the guardian angel or like a, a helicopter mum. And part of the genius's job was to protect a person's moral character. So imagine like it was an angel ghost thing that would tell you, no, it's not okay for you to push that person off a cliff and no, it's not okay for you to eat the last Tim Tam. Eventually from the 16th century, the meaning of genius moved to mean something closer to what we think of today. It became known as an identifying character, meaning to say that that person is a genius. So the other word for this, daemon, was interchangeable with the word genius until Christianity piped up and said that it was actually a demon spirit. And they thought this because it wasn't coming from the right source. Typical. This meant that the freedom of free thinking and expression that the ancient Greeks enjoyed was suppressed or at least channeled into a narrow path by the Christian faith by them having changed the meaning of the word. But the original reference is the actual focus today. So the attendant inner spirit assigned to every person at birth, governing their fortunes and determining their character. That's the quote. It's funny because then that makes me think, I'm like, does that mean that this you know, hybrid God thing is in charge of my life? Like, is is that the thing that's like waking me up in the middle of the night with half formed ideas or like a punchline with no premise? Is that this thing that tells me to draw this, you know, character that I can't seem to make it come out of my hand? Like, is it is basically all of my life's misgivings because of this ghost thing that wants me to do cool stuff, but I haven't risen to what it expects of me yet. Either way, I'm okay with it. And I think that what I need to do is just catch up on my skill set so I can make this daemon be able to use me as its vessel for creativity. Eh, what a dork. Anyway, so the ancient cultures believe that creative ideas are breathed into people by some divine or mystical force, which makes sense because if you were to be inspired, inspire is to inhale, expire is to exhale, right? So they thought that when you inhaled, you were inhaling these ideas from this mystical force, which makes me think that there's this, this mystical force that's giving you idea dust that you're inadvertently snorting. <laughs> I should probably say that this whole idea of genius being this awesome force that's next to you was brought to me by the fantastic author Elizabeth Gilbert in her phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal book, Big Magic. If you haven't read it, you definitely need to because she's got heaps of idea dust in there that you need to go and snort. So what she describes is the original meaning behind it, genius. And it's really, really, really great and a really great insight into like the history and psychology of creativity. And you really get inspired by it. I know I definitely was. And what Elizabeth went on to say was the fact that ideas themselves can then go and choose people, which makes kind of sense if you think about it. Like think about, you know, when a couple of films at the the cinemas come out and they're almost like the most identical storyline or when two songs come out and they sound really similar. Or for comedians, when you have two jokes and you have never met each other, but they seem somehow identical. It's this thinking and this idea that definitely changed my thinking on creativity. Because like this whole time, I've always been like really pent up and precious about what I make. Like I've always been afraid that someone's going to judge it or, you know, for not being good enough, I'm, I'm too much of an amateur. I'm not as good as the way I should be because I've studied it. You know, like it's just very internalized. And after reading this book and understanding this, I was like, what a narcissist. Yeah, I've got this like crazy ass like cool idea God thing next to me wanting to give me these cool ideas and all I'm doing is getting all sooky about it. 
what a narcissist. So instead, now that sort of has changed my idea and my outlook. I mean, it's going to be different for everyone, but this is something that helped me over the past two years. So it changed my outlook where I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe if this idea has chosen me, maybe I just need to rise to its challenge. Because if I don't, then it's just going to go and choose someone else. And that feels pretty dang gross. And the best thing is, is that if you do act on it and it goes really bad and looks really ugly, you can just say, it's not my fault. Genius made me do it. Hey, no responsibility. (laughs) Anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, the idea of genius, the idea of patience. I think that they're two really important things moving forward in the year of 2023. If you're looking towards making some sort of waves in your industry or in your creativity or in your personal life, if you understand that you need to, yes, grind and hustle, but also pause and reflect and have patience if you also understand that when the ideas come to you and you're getting a little bit stuck on them and you're not feeling like you're good enough to do it, the idea chose you, so buck up and get on with it. It's definitely something that's like helped me over the past couple of years as well. And, you know, I'm really wanting to be honest on this podcast about the messiness of creativity and the messiness of trying to pursue a, a career in the arts. And it's something that has actually definitely, definitely helped me out. It's just, you know, putting things into perspective. It doesn't mean you have to believe that the actual thing is there, but you know, it's just a helpful thought to help you move forward and progress. If an idea has dropped on you, do something with it. Anyway, I think that's a nice nice enough send off, just a little quick bite size to get you to buck up or calm down and get on with it. But before I do nick off, I kind of thought that maybe I should talk about some geniuses who are weirdos, because this is the Your Weird podcast and I'm talking about genius. So let's go. Pythagoras, you know him? Total genius. He discovered heaps of like cool and important stuff in like maths and science. Do you know what? He was also one of the first vegetarians. Go him. But he was a weirdo. He was afraid of beans. Yeah, the food. Fava beans in particular. So he thought that they contained the souls of the dead, which would have to mean that when you farted after having beans that you were farting ghosts. (laughs) But it's funny because Pliny or Pliny, I never know how to say his name, but he was like the Roman author, naturalist, and natural philosopher, and a Navy and Army commander of the early Roman Empire, talk about overachiever. So he and this other guy, Horace, who was the leading Roman lyric poet during the time of Augustus, used to write about Pythagoras's freakouts, which means that his life and his fear is officially the longest-running fart joke in history. Good on him. You know what? Without Pythagoras... Not only would we be missing out on lots of maths and science things, but we may have never ended up with the whoopee cushion. Next, we have Andy Warhol. So he made weirdness into an art form. And, you know, without him, cans of tin soup probably never would have been cool. But he also actually used to do some weird stuff in his personal life. He, I found out that he created a series of these time capsules in his studio. So... Over the course of a few years, apparently he ended up with 610 capsules that had everything in them, from like newspaper clippings to toenail clippings. And at one point, he even had a mummified foot. Talk about a career of amazing feet. I used to hate puns, but I've done it anyway. And the final one is Bjork. You know that phenomenal Icelandic musician? I don't know if you think she's phenomenal, but I think she is. She was one of the first people to be wearing these outlandish clothes and recording music from strange places and using invented instruments. But look at the trailblazing she did to create a pathway for people like Lady Gaga. Look at everything that she's done. Like she's an absolute powerhouse of a person who has now been teaching people how to do music and teaching people the connectedness of 
music and nature and the world and nature. And she got to work with David Attenborough. I mean, you've got to be pretty good at what you're doing if you get to work with David Attenborough. So what I'm saying is stay weird because your weirdness might just be a bit of genius. Okay, cool. Let's end on a quote because that's nice. Plato said that the poets are nothing but interpreters of gods, each one possessed by the divinity to whom he is in bondage. So what that means to me is you've just got to let the ideas and genius come to you and through you. So if you're having a blank, do something for the genius. Go get inspired. Breathe in the things that you love. Breathe in joy, excitement and curiosity so that you can expire some genius. Creativity is a feedback loop and you need to nourish it. Anyway, I hope that's been helpful. Um, I know I've enjoyed it. Anyway, thanks for listening and let me know if you've got any other ideas or anything else you'd like me to investigate in creativity. This is going to be a really fun podcast, I'm going to say. Like, I've got really big plans for it the more that I can get the opportunity to work on it. And I want to really dive into resistances and let's dismantle them from the inside so that we can all be freer in what we're trying to do. All right, that's enough of that. Have a good day. Thanks for getting weird with me. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you really liked the episode, consider signing up to the Patreon where you can help me help you. You'll get early access, uncut episodes, bonus episodes, and some other cheeky extras that you'll have to check out. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Hannah Sainty. Now let's be more creative and less strung out. And remember that you're weird because being normal is really boring.